You're listening to the Old Guys Talk Metal and Sometimes Punk Podcast. 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 Hello. Adam Hyman. Hey. Hey, thank you for being in the Old Guys Talk Metal and Sometimes Punk Podcast. Hey, man. I'm here with it's Sean awesome. the Diabolical Heart and me, Bobby V. We hear from Arizona all the way to you. <laughs> crazy. We're just debating well, on where you live. Guys, the whole old guys thing, I thought, well, right away, you know, I fit in with that sort of thing. You well, know? We're all in our 50s. <laughs> we're all in our 50s, so we all, we're all coming late. And <laughs> as you know, people out there in the world, Adam has been around for 40 years doing music. And he's been on the Showcase Show a few times. You heard many of his songs like Lady of the Lake and many others. Yeah, dig it. Yeah, we dig it big time. And uh, when did you first start playing? Uh, playing? When you start playing music? When did you first start uh, doing that? You know, I, before I before I even start talking about me, because I'm probably like not good at talking about myself. Oh God, give <laughs> us a break! I'm being honest, you know. And I don't mean to sound like Mister, you know, like I don't know. I, I'm just not a boastful type, you know. And um, I need a publicist. I just want, if I could say, look, just you know, just to be fair. Yeah, if it wasn't for like Demon Scar, you know, this wouldn't even be happening for this guy right here. I mean, truth. Yeah. yeah. These these guys made it happen for not just me, but you know the deal. I mean, yeah. My God, they created this this giant movement, and uh, I'm just blown away being part of it. I started playing when I was ten. Um, I come from a musical family. It's gonna sound like old cliche cliche kind of stuff that you guys probably hear all the time, but yeah, whatever. You know, I guess I fit the mold. Uh, yeah. Uh, my, you know, my, my mom played piano. My brother was a drummer who to be honest with you. He kind of sucked, but um, <laughs> yeah. truth. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Really sorry to say that. Um, he, he really just wasn't that, wasn't that good, but, uh, nonetheless, yeah, I started when I was 10 taking lessons. I grew up in Queens, um, Jackson Heights. Nice. And, uh, there, there was a, a local place where you can go and, you know, take guitar lessons. So, um, I did. And music is just quite honestly, it's, it's who I am. It's just, it's a big part of just everything that I'm about. I mean, I work like everybody else and I, you know, raise two sons who grown men one's married um but yeah it's just it's what i am so who are some of your like early influences when you're going on to the record store or whatever what, what was the stuff you went to what's or even now even now even now but back in the day what really got you into it really turned you on to start creating your own music you know and i have to say i was kind of preparing myself a little bit for this kind of question you know and of course you know you run through different things in your mind you know uh, truth of the matter is, I got into music because I watched the Beatles running through the streets with girls chasing after them. Okay. Uh, and I thought, yeah. you know, that that would be really cool. In fact, we used to simulate that in the neighborhood. We had, <laughs> the girls used to run after us and tear our shirts off. Nice. Um, no <laughs> joke. That's I, mean, not, I lived that's in the true. wrong neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was pretty cool. But uh, anyway, so yeah, the Beatles, of course. Here we go with the cliche. You know, Zeppelin, Sabbath. Um, Jesus, I, I just put up two Hendrix posters today. My wife and I just moved and we, uh, downsized. Okay. So I set up my studio and I put up, you know, a giant Hendrix poster. I'm looking at it and another one and it's framed really nice. You got Alice Cooper and Sabbath up there. But anyway, yeah. Um, mountain, 
Alvin Lee and ten years after. Uh, Leslie West. I yeah. got to meet him. Oh, that was like a. I could have like collapsed, you know. Just how was he? Was him. he a nice guy? Tell us that story. How you met him? Um, he played a gig down here in South Carolina, which obviously I'm not from. You know, the South. You know, I moved here with the company that I've been working for since 1992. They relocated, and uh, they moved us. You know, me and my my wife and my kids, and uh, I've been with them forever. Um, not a bad, yeah, listen, not a bad place to be. Can't tell you I miss the snow or freezing or. Sure. I miss, you know, but anyway. It's the Palmetto State. Um, Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, what did you ask? I'm sorry. You're going to have to like kick me in my head a couple of times. <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> the, uh, when you met Leslie West from Mountain. He played this. So we're driving by a place. Get ready for this. It's called Suck Bang Blow. <laughs> what? Really? Sorry, kitties. I yeah, the rest. Sorry, kitties. Yeah, it's a podcast. Sorry, want. I, I wasn't sure. <laughs> it represents uh, the engine of a motorcycle. You know, when compression happens. Oh. And oh, then, it now I get it. It rises in the cylinder, and, and at first it sucks, and then the bang from compression. Anyway, so long story short, I'm driving by with my wife, and I see the, the billboard. It says mountain. And I'm thinking, no way. <laughs> How the hell could Leslie West Mountain, you know, be playing at this biker bar, playing, you know, and the, yeah. So sure enough, uh, <laughs> went and it was kind of sad to be honest. Uh, it was like maybe 200 people. I mean, it was a giant place. They've closed down since, but I mean, it's a giant place. Anyway, so afterwards there was a meet and greet and, um, he's sitting on the steps of his, his, uh, his tour bus. And I, I um, went up to him and I said, yeah, my name is Adam Hyman. It's nice to meet you. And I, I said, I have two questions to ask you. I said, your name is actually Leslie Weinstein. Is that right? And he said, yes. And I said, and you're from Forest Hills, Queens, correct? And he said, yes. And I said, I'm Adam Hyman from Jackson Heights. How you doing? You know, so it was like a laugh. You know, he got yeah. a laugh out of it, too. But uh, it was a big deal. You know, to me, he's the closest thing to Hendrix, you sure. know, as far as meeting, you know, a one of the gods of of rock. I mean, Jesus. I mean, of course, you know, you had Richie Blackmore, Tony Iommi, Robin Trout, you know. Right. But Leslie, to me, that's absolutely the closest thing to meeting Hendrix. So that was, a, yeah, that was a big deal to me. It still is now. Cool. You know, yeah. Yeah. So every time we're on like Twitter or whatever, Adam posts like these lyrics and stuff, and I always answer it, what, what what song it is. <laughs> <laughs> was it like a game you guys are playing? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I started to stump the chump. <laughs> Twitterverse. I I try to keep things interesting, you know, and it's it's honestly it's never it's never about me. I'm just so grateful. I really am. I feel silly sometimes. Um, I. I'll tell you why. Let me take a step back. I've played in bands forever, all all different caliber musicians and different genres. I hate the word genre, by the way. Okay. Just want to go on record and say that. Well, you just call I it Genry the then. Genre. Call it Genry. It'll make you feel better. Genry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. People have to have like a category, you know, like a file cabinet. Like, you know, it's got to fit this genre, you know. hate that. I hate that because I embrace, I embrace, uh, of course, mostly rock or metal, but I mean, I embrace all music. I don't do that. Yeah, know? it's funny because a lot of people don't like the genre thing, but like in yeah. metal, it's like there's a thousand different genres and subgenres. It's crazy. 
And that's what keeps us yeah. in business. That's what keeps me in business. People, people are feverish about this. They're, I'll tell you what. I mean, I was looking through your you know your website, and it's yeah. just amazing what you guys do and how much of a spectrum of music that you talk about and that you cover. Robert Fripp well, talks about Robert Fripp. <laughs> well, we do. <laughs> I mean, we just I mean, we came out three weeks of CBGB. How do you, you not know? love Robert Fripp, man? Come on. Yeah, David well, Bowie and all this stuff, and then shit, then, we, then we got American Deathcore. We've got Black Sabbath. You know, we try to be cool. I know. Then we got all I mean, you, guys you guys in the showcase shows. Over. Yeah, we try to be. <laughs> I mean, as far as King Crimson, it was recommended to me when I was in college. I, I majored in music electronic technology, and then oh, I changed cool, my major. Cool, cool. I changed my major because I was rebellious and I didn't like the professor. It just made it feel like school. It just didn't feel, I don't know. It just turned something I, that's, that's me, you know, that I love into, well, school. Right. You know, and, and it, it turned me off. So I switched my major to mechani- mechanical technology. But anyway, it was recommended to me um, by many musicians during that time. You must listen to King Crimson. Go out. And buy Starless and Bible Black. Right. Yeah. And I did right away. And I'm going to tell you now, till this day, the different changes, um, tempo. Bill Buford, come on. Um, oh, my God. Mind-boggling. The stops, you know, the stops, the changes, the change in direction. It's I'm all about that. And I, the modern King Crimson, I think, is uh, the close to it is Tool. Well, Tool obviously, but they also King heavily. Crimson opened up for Tool not too long ago. Okay. Tool, Tool, I didn't know that. Tool is a is a is a Crimson ripoff, I think. But they are, but they're yeah, but they've been influenced by King Crimson. Sure, they got their own thing, but I'm just saying. Okay, you can. No, say I, I have to. I have to admit, there's something. It's a bit of a disconnect, and I, I joke around all the time and say that I live in the past. I live in the past. Everything I talk about is 25, 30 years old. I, look, there was a time when this thing called heavy metal was coming out and it was new. And I was so dedicated to what was called hard rock. That's all I knew. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to know anything more. I was, my wife could attest to me being a little bit stubborn, you know, even sure. now, sure. You know, I'm like a, like a blockhead. Somebody really does have to like knock me in the head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. You know, it, it, it's just, uh, I get like a, not narrow vision, but growing up so dedicated to Zeppelin, Hendrix. I mean, cream. Yeah, yeah, Blue Cheer and yeah. T Rex and fans like that. I love Cream. Come on, oh, Cream. Yeah. Absolutely. Deep Purple. Absolutely. Yeah, Deep Purple. You don't need much more. But speaking, Richie Blackmore, yeah, Richie, Richie Blackmore. Blackmore. Yeah, man. Blackmore is God, and and I had one of those shirts. I mean, <laughs> and it's, I'm serious. <laughs> to this day, I still struggle a little bit, you know, with like, you know some of his licks like really like getting them just right you know till this day and here i am you know old older <laughs> older yeah he, i mean he's iconic but let's let's talk a little about king crimson who do who would you who do you prefer in king crimson you prefer robert fripp or you prefer adrian Ballou? what do you think oh fripology all day fripology mm-hmm. <laughs> frippertronics all day frippertronics all day all day yeah because, the man and, and, never stands up when he plays, too. That, I always found that a little bit odd. You know, the whole sitting thing and yeah. the big glasses and it looked like a real nerd. But, I mean, the guy is just outrageous. And when he played with Bowie, those Bowie's Berlin albums, amazing. Uh, listen, for me, Robert Fripp has got this kind of like angular mentality. 
and he makes it fit with the Ebo and all that. And just like, he kind of like, I mean, a lot of people copy him, like Bill Nelson, players like that. But but he's got this style that's just like, got this kind of like weird, I don't know if it's he's playing whole tone scales, pentatonic scales. I don't know what his scales are. But well, he I does something say, different say, in the set of the music. Adrian Ballou just makes noise, as far as I'm concerned. And it's tasteful noise. But he's he's a noise player. Yeah. I, yes, yes. And we could definitely talk about King Crimson. But I have to say that, you know, a lot of the times, the compliments that I get, and again, I'm, I'm just, I'm so damn humble. It's like I, and what I was saying when I was going before with about feeling silly, I feel silly a little bit because, look, I played in bands, all different types, all different caliber musicians, um, genres. Um, here I am. I'm not in a band. I make music by myself. I'm in a room. I put headphones on. I've got the bass. I've got everything. All the guitars, you know, and I lay down my own vocal tracks. And I sit here and I painstakingly, you know, program drums, which it's a blessing that I have a good friend who provided me with, I mean, it's an arsenal of drums. Like, I I build a kit per song. Sure. Based on how heavy I want the kit to be or if I want if I'm looking more for a, a John Bonham type of, of sound of a kit or a Bill Ward Ian Pace etc and so forth you know I actually build the kit based on the song itself it takes it could take as much as much as two months just for me to be satisfied with just the drums in one song wow so I put a lot into the music that I make the part that makes me feel silly is here you got guys like Demon Scar. Um, Jesus, I mean, the list is never-ending. Um, Black Rose Reception. Uh, Shadow of Everest. Aaron Scott and his band. You know, Aaron Scott Earthquake. Yeah. You know, this, these guys at Carmilla, these, these are full, there's a full band. The real yeah. deal. Yeah. Bass, drum, guitar, vocals, you know, the whole nine. And... They've got a drag, maybe not so much now, of course, with the pandemic, but, you know, they're, they're playing gigs. They're dragging their gear around. they got to pack up at 4 o'clock in the morning after the gig is done. I know what that's like. Yep. And, he, and here I am in my, you know, leisure, uh, making music. Well, we dug it, or we never would have played. We never would have played it on the show if we didn't dig yeah, it. Yeah, he's been on, yeah, been on a twice showcase show. We'll get you guys on again. And again. We'll get you on again, of course. We're never going to stop doing our showcase shows because it's important. We just talked to Dead Eye Doll, right? And they agree 100% yes. with us, too, that you can make music all day long in your house, in your basement, whatever you're doing, but you got to get it out there. And I was talking to Adam earlier about it. We give you an open forum to come on our radio show and our podcast and use our social media to get your word out there. Yeah. And so if we, appreciative. And we can sit there yeah, all day and, and make music, but nobody hears it. What's the point? Right. 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 Shamelessly self-promote right. is what yeah, you have to yeah, do. Yeah. Promote yourself like crazy. <laughs> do it on our show. We love it. It's fantastic. We're hoping each other. That's it. And like we, I was I, telling I them, we got 100,000 listeners now, so please use us. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not blowing smoke when I say this, but I, I, I actually, I really do enjoy your show. I think you guys, you guys are, uh, no joke. It's fun. You guys yeah, make it we, fun. Yeah. We really try to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean it's, it's like, it's a trip. It's a lot of fun to listen. We know, you know a little bit a about everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jack's of all trade of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but who cares? We love music. 
We play everything like we, we try to do. We give everybody a shot. Why not, man? You want to get your music out there? Send it to us. We'll blast it across the world. Why not? And another... And, and I guess I, I guess I could say that a lot of the times I'm I'm all about like perspective, probably too much. You know, I, I think I'm a thinker. I think, you know, when it comes to like, um, lost my train of thought. I need to get my head kicked in again. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, here it is. Okay, so you listen to guys that play like the heaviest, at least the ones that I deal with personally, and you know. I mean, like the heaviest stuff. I use Demon Scar as an example, or a well, Atomic Caveman, or Creep Scene. That's another. I really appreciate Creep Scene, by the way, because he's a solo guy like me. Yeah, but right. He plays his own drums, and I, I really admire him for that. But he's he's definitely heavy. Carmilla is heavy duty. Sincere. Yep. These guys are yep. heavy duty. You know, but when you converse with one another. And I found this over the years, too. It's like they could get up on stage and they could sing from the bowels of hell, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then you just sit down and have a beer with them. It's, you know, they're not scary monsters. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're, they're really just cool, good people. And they're doing it for really art's sake, for the sake of the with. art, man. They're doing it for the sake of the art. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you what, I've, I've actually... Uh, there's a there's something I just want to touch about singing, which it's not a dilemma that I have within myself, but to me, I guess Robert Plant, you know, was singing. Roger Daltrey was singing. Ozzy is singing. You know, um, and Ronnie James you know, Dio, that, you know. Oh my God! Did I not mention Ronnie? I should be shot, shot, <laughs> killed right now. And just for if not only just for the song Rainbow Rising. <laughs> I you know. know. Yeah. But yeah, I guess when it comes to laying down vocals of my own, mm -hmm. I I sing. At least that's what I believe I'm doing. I'm I'm try I'm singing. And I was always just a guitar player in the band. I didn't want to be the front man. I didn't want to be you know, David Lee Roth doing leg kicks and stuff. I didn't <laughs> want to be that guy. I really didn't. I just wanted to be the guitar player, you know, on the side, you know stage front left I, I didn't want to be the guy in the spotlight yeah and so this whole thing now with creating music all by myself yeah it's when I, I i think the first song that i released officially was crimson wings yeah um and I, i'm pretty sure you guys played that we did and i i thank you of course um when i when I finished the music up, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to put vocals to this. I, I remember saying to myself, because I'm by myself, I said, well, somebody's got to do it. You know? <laughs> right. Yep. It's like a revelation. It's like, well, look, I mean, this song needs vocals, so I guess I'm going to have to sing right now. And lo and behold, here I am years later. You know what the biggest compliment I get is? Or comparison? What would that be? Ozzy. Mm. Hmm. How the hell do I sound like Ozzy? I don't. I don't hear it myself. I'm just happy to be able to to actually sing. Let well, alone people are saying you sound like Ozzy. Are you kidding me? Right. I mean, Lonnie Hammer would be a way. case in point. Lonnie Hammer's like that. He was a drummer who became a singer. I love Lonnie. I love you know Hammer Down Heart. That's another band. 
these guys are out there busting their ass. You know, they're working, you know, working hard, yeah. you know? And I think about these guys and all the work that goes into, you know, the whole setting up of PA and the whole nine yards. And here, and again, just here I am, just a guy by myself. I think of myself as just a regular guy that I, I create music in my leisure, you know? It doesn't take away from the legitimacy of it. Not at all. Because there's so many bands that are one-man bands out there, especially in metal. With all the technology we have and all the software, we can do that now. You know, and it's pretty cool. But yeah, the point, the point here is that, uh, you know, you don't want to just be locked in your mother's basement in Sweden somewhere making mixtapes. Right. You got you to gotta, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta get it's it out there, stuff. man. That's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you need people that, that yeah, you need, you need that. It networking is important like you guys are doing now. And like we always said in the showcase shows, we want bands to get together and do stuff together and, and create music and help each other out. Because God knows you ain't making any money on Spotify. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this, God, is that true? <laughs> yeah. That is so true. I want to mention also something that, um, as far as collaborating, yep. so um, I became good friends. Uh, he's a great guitar player. I mean, he's he's like, George Lynch meets Ingve, no joke, with a little bit of uh, Jakey Lee in there too. He's a great player. Um, Beyond the Flames is the name of his band, and uh, he's a retired. He just retired NYPD. Wow! And mm. and uh, we, uh, as I've met everybody else through Twitter, it's incredible, mm-hmm. just incredible. It really is. Um, we got into talking, so uh, I. He gave me like uh he just videotaped himself playing a rhythm and he said, Adam, what do you you know, what do you think of this? I was like, dude, I could put an entire song together based on that one riff. And it did. It's called Maltese Cross. Nice. And there's a whole history behind the Maltese Cross and sure. blah blah blah. Sure. But we figured, all right, we collaborated, he did the lead solo parts. Um and would that be and t- did- would that be Ted Steele? Is that what it is? Yes. Okay. Yes, Ted Steele. Awesome. And um and I'll tell you what, we had to call it something. It couldn't go out under the name Adam Heim, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I would never, I would never do that. So we went back and forth, deliberated over what are we going to call this uh, collaboration, this this big project of ours. So we came up with Spitfire Interstate. <laughs> <laughs> listen, man, listen, you know. We were throwing back different names and stuff, and I was like, "Ted, are you sure on this?" He's like, "Yeah, man, it's cool, you know." So we just went with it. But it's just to tie in what you're saying about how you could do these things electronically. He's a thousand miles away from South Carolina. Yeah, right? yeah. And he sent, you know, through Dropbox. You know, he sent me the lead parts, and at that point, I was still kind of new to working with a dog with a, you know, a the uh, digital software. Um, so it took me a little bit to figure out how to piece it all together and get his lead solos to lay perfectly where they need to be in the song and make it sound like he was right there in the same room. And I'd like to believe I did a pretty good job. I mean, you'd never know that the guy was a thousand miles away. Incredible. We, we have this other band uh, that we interviewed uh, North of Tomorrow. And if and, you like, okay. yeah, they're progressive metal. If you want, check them out. They're like King Crimson and, and many bands like that. They're incredible. And the way they built their their songs, uh, 
it's a couple of old guys, you know, whatever, but uh, one's the guitar player, one's the bass player. And they put together their keyboard parts and do their best to play all that. But what they did is they go to Fiverr, this website called Fiverr. Huh. And they're able to record music. They have musicians from all over the world. And they pay them like 20 bucks or yeah. some, like five, it's literally $5 a track. So if it's the drummer, of course, there's 18 tracks because they got mics everywhere. So they pay them per track. And they built this whole like library of music. They got like 60 songs out. They've never met any of the other players from around the world. No yeah. kidding. No, yeah. like yep. the singer lives in in uh, Thailand, and they got these like Bulgarian guy that plays clarinet. They got this. I mean, it's just crazy. All these different people they have on there. Sax players from all over the world. I mean, people from all over the world. When you hear this stuff all put together, it's just genius. It's mind boggling. Tell you what, I I wrote it down because after. After we're done, I, I'm going to go and check it out. Yeah, I mean, people will literally send you a track and say, hey, play guitar on it and pay you for it. Yep, absolutely. That's how it works. Yeah. pay, pay for your, Yeah, you can make 100 bucks in a day if you're sitting looking, there playing yeah. guitar on someone else's record. You want to throw some vocals? Somebody says, or throw vocals. some vocals on, on this track. Okay, I'll do some vocals. Go yeah. for it. You send it over to 50, them. 50, 100 they, bucks, you know they pay I, you. That's it. Yeah, and unlike Spotify, you'll get paid. <laughs> yeah. I, you can make a hundred bucks a day sitting there doing that if it doesn't even matter. Yeah, you can make a few hundred bucks a day <laughs> just sitting there. I'll tell you, you know, and guys, and guys like David HK. Oh, yeah, David, he's great. You know, he's, he's one of these guys that, I mean, he's a wizard when it comes to Spotify. If I have questions, I mean, it's, it, we have like jokes. We joke a lot. You know, we, you know, we talk to one another, all of us, mm-hmm. you know, through messaging and, uh, on Twitter. And it's like, uh, suddenly like I'm, you know, fans that sound like me, uh, fans, whatever the hell it is, what, you know, are, are like, it's changed in my profile to like the most odd name bands. I, it, it sound nothing like me. Whereas at one point it was all the rest of the, the whole team, you know, everybody was, you know, shown as bands that sound like this guy, you know, you'd see, you know, Ukrainian and, Shout of Ever- Shadow of Everest and David and Sincere and Carmilla and all, you know, everybody. And suddenly it just, I don't know, Spotify just decided to pull the rug out from under me. It was really odd. So between talking to David and I got a hold of Spotify, nothing changed. And, you know, but that's just what it is. And I'm okay with that. I really am. I don't lose sleep over it because what I have established with these guys is more valuable. You know, it means more to me than what you see on, on a Spotify page to be, you know, completely honest. I mean, we've developed, it, it really is an honor. And I, again, the cliches, but I mean, it, it truly is, you know, for a one guy show, you know, to be part of this. And by the way, shadow of Everest kicks ass. They do. I mean, They're I, fantastic. Oh my goodness. I mean, this is a band that, if I had a band, um, I'd want to be as tight as they are. Yeah. Syncopated, tight, um, tempo changes. They stop dead on a dime, you know, and then just shift gears, hitting, you know, change tempo in a different direction completely. You know, I'm blown away. I, they're, they're awesome. I mean, all of these bands kick ass. So on, on this, that note... I got a little uh, CD here from uh, Mr. Jeff Carter from Black Rose Reception. It's the Indie Underworld mixtape. This is kind of was hoping would have people would get together and collaborate and put music out. And I understand Demon Scar did most of the work. I guess they brought everybody together and did uh, did most of the work. Am I correct about saying that? 
Listen, when I'm driving to work and back home, I'm listening to indie. I'm listening to the indie underworld mixtape. Um, yes, Demon Scar totally, you know, spearheaded this. Okay. As 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 uh, they these great guys have done with Spotify playlists and and just supporting one another. You know, they they really got. It's like they really began a whole movement. I mean, there's no other way to put it. You know. Well, they sent us a totally, copy. Totally in, indebted to them. Yeah. I mean, just amazing guys. Originally, the reason why I actually noticed Demon Scar on Twitter is because, well, they're from Long Island, New York. And, yeah. well, that's, you know, eventually that's where I moved out to. And um, I, I just wanted to know what the scene was like now. Because, you know, obviously living in South Carolina, I'm really curious to know. Because back when I was playing, playing gigs... Um, it was hell. You couldn't get into a place. You you know, there, there was so many bands. You had Lamore, Lamore East, Hammerheads. There was so many places to play and so many bands. It was like it almost impossible to get your band set up to play because you were getting beat out by, well, at that time, Anthrax. Twisted Sister, um, probably. Twisted Sister was everywhere. Yeah. Metallica. You know, and if you were like a, a no name or unknown, you could dream about that shit. You're never getting in there. You know, you're going to play the dives. And so that's why I was really curious. I wanted to talk to these guys about that. That's how we began speaking in the first place. I want to know what the scene was like. And it's sad to hear it. Um, it's sad. It's it's few and far now um, as far as places for rock and metal bands to play anymore. Yeah, you know, and the, the, and they're trying to do the, uh, the save the stages now because a lot of venues are closing, closing up shop now because of COVID nineteen and what's been going on. Yes. So, especially even, even here in before. Arizona, it's getting pretty bad. You know, so horrible, man. It's so it horrible. is, and it's it's you know, it's hard to find places that'll play that'll play metal a lot too, and it's crazy. But we just hope that things all work out and we get back to what we're doing. But like, like everybody's doing a thing now. You're doing you do social media. You're doing videos. We're doing uh, streaming concerts, and you got a you got a great song in there called "Praying Mantis." Tell me about that tune, "Praying Mantis." Um, I don't usually when I sit down to make a song, I don't have anything premeditated. Like it's a lot of the times, I'm just I put the headphones on and I'll start a riff, and I have the microphone in front of my face. It's going to sound like a jackass kind of thing to say, but I um I kind of just babble. Um, and then I write it down and I read it back to myself and I say, well, it kind of sounds like I'm singing about, I don't know, a, a car or, or maybe it's a fast woman or may, you know, it's all kind of, I guess, eye of the beholder sort of stuff, uh, abstract. And then as I'm, I'm singing, I, I write more down and then it starts to like paint a picture all by itself. I'm not even... I didn't plan on writing a song about a bug. So like a stream of consciousness type thing? It, look, here's what happened. I was sitting in the back porch and I saw a praying mantis. It was sitting there. So I took a picture of it and I thought, you know, that's really cool. So I read up about praying mantises. Is that correct terminology? I was going to say manti, but you know. <laughs> <Is it> manti? <laughs> I don't know. I guess not every day I talk about this sort of stuff, so I apologize. I, uh, yeah, so 
Mm-hmm. Manti. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The sequel. I don't even know if it's, it's true. The sequel to Praying Mantis. <laughs> you have to look that one so, up. I, have no idea. <laughs> I mean, it turns out, I mean, a really interesting sort of creature. I mean, they have, they have one ear and it's on their stomach. Huh. And yeah, and they turn their head completely 360. Um, so there, there's a line in Praying Mantis where I actually make mention it. Your head swivels around. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm hardly making a sound. Your head swivels around. Um, <laughs> yeah, because some that, people think they're real. aliens. Yes, I've heard that too. <laughs> but another uh, something about the praying mantis. Yeah, it's um, when they're flying, which in Asia I think they fly. Here in the states, I don't think you see uh, flying praying mantis. God, mm-hmm. I hope not. But uh, when they're um, they're going to be attacked, they, they they could sense when you know a predator was coming to attack them. They don't land, they fall. They just drop from the sky. Mm. That's their defense mechanism. Mm. So anyway, it was a long story short, and sorry to talk about bugs, but <laughs> yeah, um, it was enough to inspire me to, you know, to put together, and just because they're so creepy, I felt like it had to have like a Sabbath sort of crawl, you know, with, you know, that kind of, you know, like, um, it served as like an, an inspiration. Let's Sabbath just say that. Song. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like hand of doom, you know, that yeah, early yeah. kind of crawling, you know, thing. So yeah, that was totally, uh, the feel I was going for, you know, and, uh, apparently a lot of people like the song. <laughs> well, it's on the mixtape. Apparently, people love it. Really like it. <laughs> it. It really blends well with the rest of the bands too. It's a great song. The uh, the thing that bothers me a little bit is that you know, look, these guys. Some of them they they have really pro recording techniques. Yeah. You know, mastering of music. Yeah, you know, I've watched videos. I've spoken with guys that actually. Uh, one one gentleman in particular who works for Presonus, which is the, the software that I use. Sure. Become, we've become pretty good friends and he's given me a lot of advice over the years. And one of the, one of the bits of advice that he gave me that I'd like to say to any aspiring musician, and I hope that they could get to this point, trust your own ears. I know it's easy to make that statement, but that meant so much to me. It like, it, it just, I don't know. It felt like it hit home. Like, you know, maybe that's what I just need to do. Well, when I mix things, I mix it until it doesn't bother me anymore. If that makes any sense. It does make sense. I actually really understand that. Once it doesn't bother me anymore, then I'll take it and I'll send it to the mastering engineer. Yeah. It's mixed. We've talked to so many recording <laughs> guys own recording studios and bands go in there. They get so hooked in the software. They'll turn all the software off. They'll turn it all off. All the screens will go black and say, just play your music, listen to your music, listen to your, listen, use your ears. Yeah, quit looking at the screen. Quit looking at the screen. Don't get hooked totally. in technology. Yes, and, you know, I, I totally, that's, ex- you, that's spot on. You know, for me, it's like, it gets to a point where it's like, how much could you polish this song? Right, well, that's one of the reasons why I dig Studio One, because it's everything. so easy. Studio One is very easy to record in. That's, why, that's a good reason to use it. But some of the greatest and songs I, ever made aren't that polished. No. They're raw. Beat on the brat? You're Come right. On. You're yeah. right, my man. <laughs> They're Ramones. 
you were right. And I, I love that. The more unpolished it sounds, the more it sounds to me like it's it's out of the you know, a basement or, or someone's garage, the more I'm drawn to it. I wanna hear the the scraping of picks. I want to hear the guy burp in between, you know, the yeah. start of the song. I want to hear the or, buzzing at the underside of the underside of the snare. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, turn that and, part and up. You what, <laughs> and you know, the, uh, yeah, it's like, how much could you polish? How much could you clean up a song to the point where you're removing the soul? You're removing there's, there's nothing left. It's yeah. now you've, you've turned your song into a computer. You've turned it into a machine. Well, which isn't all bad, but you can't cut and paste yourself into rock and roll. I'll tell you that. Yeah. And and that was, I have to say, and being the stubborn old guy that I am, I remained analog more years than I really should have. Yeah. I wow. did the same thing till I realized I couldn't hear a difference. You and know? again, I have, yeah, I have to just say that, yeah, someone had to kick me in, you know, and say, look, dude, enough with the cassette tapes, enough with the Tascam Porta Studio, you know? <laughs> yeah, I've owned all those ones. I know all about it. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> I had to be, like, convinced because I thought my, my interpretation of people that use computers with uh, to make music, you're, you're, you're fakers. You're button you know, pushers. You're not, button pushers. Yeah. You don't need to know how to play anything. <laughs> you know, you hit a button. Exactly. <laughs> Clearly, I was wrong. Okay. I'll admit, I, I was. Yes, well, there's some I art to totally... it, you know. There's there's art and craft work. There's art and all kinds of uh, electronic music. You know, it just depends on how what yes. your focus is and how you do it. I mean, look at Suicide. Come on, yeah, Suicide from New York. Yeah, great bands like that. I mean, yeah, man. Just because they're using a keyboard or whatever doesn't but make still, it something to be safe for raw music, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Suicide. What do you mean, like uh, suicidal tendencies? No, 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 the band Suicide. We did a CBGB show, and one of the major bands that played at CBGB was Suicide. And they're really, if you don't okay. know who they are, look up Suicide, like no, old school. It. It's like weird electronica. Yeah, frightening. It, it'll it'll blow your down. mind away. You're like, what's going on here? I've never this? heard of this band. <laughs> <laughs> really, really cool. They sound like uh, a soft cell on acid or something. It's weird. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's like the, really Sisters of Mercy <laughs> stuff or some yeah, weird. something like that. I don't know. Something weird. So really let's, let's talk about you. Let's talk about your gear for a second. We're gearheads. What's your, what's your ultimate guitar rig you use? What's your rig? Okay. <laughs> oh, man, I'm an old guy. I, I have a 1967 Fender Dual Showman. Nice. Beautiful, showman. beautiful. Yeah. A 72 Les Paul that from so many years of gigs, it looks it. Right. But it plays like butter. It's just, the action is, I mean, it's, I love it. I'll be buried with this Les Paul. It's your guitar, right? <laughs> um, I will be. Um. I did buy a, a Jackson recently from Sweetwater. I needed something with a Kaler. You know, I wanted something right. with a tremolo. Right. Um, I missed it. I'll be honest. I did. I missed having, you know, something I could do the, you know, the flyaway stuff. Yeah. Whatever, right. all yeah. that. Right. And it's been a while for me. So this, this guitar is definitely built for speed. It's a nice Jackson. Um, the bass is a Yamaha bass. I bought it new. Just a little over two hundred dollars. I'm not putting on shows. I'm not playing gigs. It's perfect for what I do. Yeah, I got it. I'm half, I'm half saying this to you and half convincing myself why I was so cheap when I bought this thing. Because it's bass, and I, and I know, <laughs> you know exactly the feeling, man. I, I got a, like a Hondo bass that's from like South Korea. It's a piece of crap, but you know oh what? God. It's on all my tracks because it's just that's just that's what I need. I it's fine. I even use it for the but guitar the parts sometimes when I run through a tube screamer. I play the guitar parts on it too. <laughs> I've done that by mistake. 
I've done that by mistake. You know how you, how you leave it armed? Yeah. And and you plug in your bass. You're like, wow. And, <laughs> and, and you, you're doing the, um, the, geezer, um, the geezer thing. Yeah, and the, the startup of, uh, is it NIB? Yeah, with the, yeah, the wah-wah and the buzz pedal. Yeah, that's, yeah. The Mutron, the Mutron, the Mutron pedal. Yeah, that is, yeah. Yeah. Um, and as far as, honestly, um, with the software, I don't even plug into an amp anymore. Yeah. I, and I don't know if that's good. Do you use bad, amplitude or what do you use? Amplitude or what do you use? It's called, it's in the same, yeah, it's that. It's it's called Empire. Empire, um, right, sure, of course. And you got you got your, your arsenal of heads and cabinets. It's mind-boggling, isn't it? So I don't even necessarily need to even use my amps anymore. I mean, I have a little Fender. It's just Princeton. Yeah, Princeton. You know, I've got that. I mean, I, but I don't even, and I feel wrong. Like I'm doing something wrong. Like I, I, I should well, be like putting a mic in front of an amp, but I'm, I'm not. I mean, I play. I, I, been... I play electric piano, and I play through one of them Riviera twins, the Red Knob twins. The thing is okay. freaking stadium loud. I mean, it's mind-bogglingly loud. And when I'm playing live, it gets the sound I want. But when I'm recording at home, yes, I just run the I just run the electric piano just into the amplitude. You know what I mean? Give it a little distortion, yes. just a little bit of distortion. It's fine. It sounds great. I mean, and I've joked, I, I, yeah, absolutely. And here's here's the deal. I mean, besides my neighbors don't I, complain. <laughs> well, that too. Yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah. I can relate to that. I mean, they make great Leslie um, Leslie things and everything you can imagine for keyboards. They make it. Well, there's there's things that I consider maybe as far as upgrading, but I'm I'm now twenty songs out there, utilizing the the current configuration the current stuff i have and people like it i mean i'm content i don't know you don't need to go you don't need to go buy the new five thousand dollar mac no you don't i don't right no you don't not for music you don't don't get me wrong i'm not saying that i'm a cheap bastard but i mean listen i I bought jbl monitors which are great they're jbl 305s sure but you know um Whatever. I've always trusted Shure as far as microphones. Sure. Always been an SM57 regular. Just, I'm such a regular dude. I mean, <laughs> really am, man. You don't I, need a Royer I, ribbon. I, I wish, no, I wish I, I could sit here and tell you that I have like a Jimmy Page double neck or, yeah. It's just, you know, I've got what I need. I mean, I've got a couple of acoustics. I love this Yamaha 12 string acoustic. I love it. Um, I put a pickup in the hole. And plug it straight in direct, and it's fantastic. The sound is amazing. I love playing a twelve string. You know, I don't put out a lot of songs that I utilize it. The last time I, I last time I utilized it was um, it's a silly ass song I did called "You're Gonna Need a Doctor." <laughs> oh yeah, you're in a doctor's and, coat. <laughs> yeah, and that's one of those like um, it's an app where you could dress yourself up like anything. Yeah. So I'm not actually wearing a doctor. Oh, damn it. <laughs> damn it. My head. It's just my head and I'm making like a Sean Connery looking face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? I'm such a, you know, whatever. Whatever. But uh, it's about, it's basically about the poor kid that, like when you're in high school and the gorgeous girl walks by, he'll never 
ever get, you know, you'll never get her. They'll never. She won't even look at him. She doesn't even know he exists, poor guy, you know? Right. Yeah. So that, so this song is for those guys that, <laughs> you know, and I'm serious. It's the, if you listen to the lyrics, it's, you know, I did it all in good fun, you know? Yeah. If the girl ever turns and looks at him, the guy's going to need a doctor, you know? <laughs> and so it was, it was kind of a goof and just fun. Hopefully it's not for Propecia. Propecia. I want to mention a song that um, it, it um, definitely inspired me living in South Carolina. There's an urban legend um, that goes back to the 1800s. A little bit of an interesting story here, guys. I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with the Gray Man. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's cool as hell, man. I think I may have heard it. I think I may have heard about this on on like coast to coast radio or something. Yeah, George Norrie. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. I mean, he uh, he was living in Pauley's Island, South Carolina, and traveling to Charleston to visit his, I believe, his fiance. Mm-hmm. And he perished in a storm along the way, um, along the coast. He he sank in what they call pluff mud, Ooh. which is, you know, sand. It's, sand. Yeah, and. Anytime a storm is approaching the coast, you don't see the storm yet, but you might see the gray man make an appearance. Mm-hmm. He is forever um, in spirit form. He's forever guarding the coast of South Carolina to warn folks of an approaching storm. Until modern day now, you'll see it. When there's a hurricane, you watch the news and you say, and it says there's a, a potential hurricane, you know, coming to South Carolina. You'll see locals and they'll say, you know what? I think I saw the gray man today. Nice. In other words, that means it's time to pack up, start driving, and like get. Oh, you better get the hell out of town. So it's kind of like the get, mo- to, get to Tennessee as it's, soon as you can. So it's kind of like the <laughs> the Mothman, you know, showing up and bad things are going to happen. People see the Mothman, right. and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Impending so did, doom. So did you write a song about it? Yeah. yeah, it's he called did. The Gray Man. The Gray Man. Yeah, nice. my wife. I borrowed my wife's. Um, it's actually her hat on my head. I, I don't have one of those. She has one. It's like one of those. Looks like a, like something Ronnie Van Zant would wear. You know, one of those kind of big brim, bluesy looking hats. Um, and a cane, and a long coat, and I'm standing there looking out at the, at the ocean of Paulie's Island. We lived in Paulie's Island. We just moved uh, a month ago to Merle's Inlet, South Carolina. So, oh, nice! There it is. I see the photo now. Yeah, it's okay. The picture yeah. up. Yeah, it's fantastic. That's me. Nice. That's me. And you know, she took the picture. I mean, it was kind of up a little bit stupid. You know, you walk. I like down the to staff. The, the staff is nice. Got the staff there. <laughs> There's a story behind that too. There's always. A story. <laughs> Let's hear about the <laughs> staff story. Staff. You got to hear not, it now. No, 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 no. It's not like a story. Like, oh, that. So cool. It's it's more like, okay, her mom, God bless her. Um, We miss her. Uh, She couldn't reach the leaves, you know, to get the leaves out of the gutter, right? In Mm -hmm. in her her house. So she she created that that stick with a bent, like, hard wire at the end Mm -hmm. so she could reach the gutters. And clear the leaves out. It's a good idea. We so, don't have trees here, so we wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Give cactus. Cactus. Oh, cactus. Nobody knows cactus. 
the band, and I'm talking about early Cactus with Jim McCarty. Um, oh my goodness! You have to write Jim this one McCarty. down. Let's write it down. Tim Boger, Tim Boger, Jim McCarty, Carmine Apiece on the drums. Carmine Apiece on the drums. What? Yeah, I've heard Rusty of this band. band. I've heard of this band. What is this like a Vanilla Fudge the, type band? You got it. You just nailed it. I'm. Man, you're good. <laughs> well, we're old guys, so yeah, we do. Dude, a lot I've been of mixing stuff. bands for thirty years, not to mention playing. He in has, he been, has. I've been to every concert. You yeah, they're, mixed they're every the show. former members. The former members of the Vanilla Fudge. They um, when they were really hitting it big, they were actually. It was written. It was a big article that they were the United States answer to UK's Led Zeppelin. Sure, oh. Vanilla Fudge was super big, man. They were great. Yep. Um, Cactus first album. Restrictions is a fantastic album. Oh my goodness! We're gonna get into that one but, uh, for sure. Oh my goodness! Such a great band and really inspired me. Um, we <laughs> covered. Oh, just a quick thing about bands. So, I played in a lot of bands, but the one that I was in the longest. Okay, here's the deal. Um, it's mostly like a bunch of bikers, um, hot riding like motorheads. That's what we were all about, right? Okay. You know, drinking beer and you know that kind of typical kind of stuff and uh i always played guitar and one of my friends he thought of himself as a drummer but he really just wasn't good and he kind of knew it you've been playing so with I bad drummers spin. your whole life <laughs> yeah kind of true now that you mentioned <laughs> so I, I said look i'll i'll show you how to play bass what i showed him how to play were black sabbath songs I didn't know how to show. I didn't know how to teach him scales or anything, but I could show him how to play like "Wicked World" and you know, or any Sabbath song. Pretty much, you know, we would sit and we would just go over the bass lines. So he got really good at playing Black Sabbath song on bass. <laughs> you know, so we got a drummer who's another biker guy, um, Jimmy, and um, then we needed a singer and. You know, like when you guys, you, we used to jam in the living room, okay? We rented this, like, apartment. And they were, they wanted us out of the neighborhood. I mean, there was, whatever, row, like a row of, of Harleys in front of the place. And nobody nobody, needs, a, nobody needs a biker band living in their neighborhood. Well, some of them liked it because I think they liked that we were sort of like protection in a way. But no, no. They, <laughs> we, we would have full-blown rehearsals in the living room. You know, wow. PA, and and between that and and the row of Harleys and hot rods and it was whacked out. It was just we really shouldn't have been doing that, but we did. Anyway, so one of the guys that would show up and just drink a lot of beer and watch us jam, it just like I remember saying to him, his name is Eric. I said, Eric, listen, man, why don't you do something? How about why don't you like sing, like sing, like try? Well, he became our singer, and. We uh, played a lot of dives all across the boroughs. Um, Roadkill was the name of the band. Low, yeah, right? Like, figure that one out. Biker <laughs> thing, you know, whatever. So we were Roadkill. We ended up playing uh, Hammerheads. And the owner came to us after it, and he said, uh, Hey, look, fellas, uh, we need a Black Sabbath cover band uh, weekly. Uh, you guys want it? And, uh, okay. 
And so we became like by mistake, like the black Sabbath cover band at hammerheads, I guess, because part of our set, obviously we covered, you know, a lot of Sabbath. I mean, we did original songs. We did Aerosmith and mixed it in with some ZZ top and cactus and other, you know, we would try to select songs that nobody was doing because back then, you know, this Bobby, I mean, everybody was playing the same covers. Yeah. And so we would deliberately like pick songs like, all right, if we're going to do Aerosmith, let's do Adam's apple or no more, no more, you know, or the oddball kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, You know what I'm saying? So we did a lot of Sabbath. So we became the black Sabbath cover band at hammerheads by mistake. Um, So it ended up like, okay, I guess we're getting serious now. So we ended up, uh, we rented a room. It's called the Queens Music Building. I don't know if it's there anymore. It's a giant building with 24-hour security. And you put your your own uh, deadbolt on the door. And it's your 24 hours a day, seven days a week, access to your own rehearsal studio. Um, So we did that. Anthrax had a room in there. Um, I don't know, countless other bands. It's a giant building. And this is like, you know, it lasted about a month. You know, I mean, I have regrets a little bit sometimes that um, I I just wasn't, uh, I didn't get teamed together with guys that were uh, as serious about music as I was. Yeah, happens a lot. Yeah, I know. I'm sure you hear that. Yep. And and I'm not saying I'm God's gift to to anything. I, I just there are times when, yeah, I think back a little bit, and it, I, I don't know. Things would have been different, you know. Things would have been different. If, well, like we I like had. we like your story because you stuck to it. Yeah, you, you're still doing it today. That's fantastic. A lot of people Thank just you. give up and never and just walk away, and, and then right. they regret it their whole lives. I didn't make any music anymore. Never. What did I do in my life? And Bobby first uh, turned me on to your stuff. He's like, check out this guy, Adam Hyman, and uh, check out this stuff. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And he's like, this guy's doing this stuff by himself. <laughs> doing his own thing, yeah. He's been around for 40 years. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Let's play him. And we played him. And play we him played show. him. And we played him on the show. Yeah. So, Thank Adam, you. tell me, man. Tell me, what bands really... Uh, turn you on today any new music you hear you want to you want to shout out about any new bands i mean any bands in the world like pro bands oh anybody man anybody who, who you really dig listening to nowadays is really like wow that's pretty cool that's cool i don't want to listen more of that i mean it's going to sound like i'm blowing smoke a little bit but i like i you know maybe i should expand my horizons and listen to music other than the guys i mean it's and it's not just the guys on the, that um we're together on the cd there's there's great bands that I've I've got to know through Twitter, outside of the realm, you know the um, the indie underworld mixtape mm-hmm. artists. I mean, oh my goodness! Well, we just turned you on to two new bands today: North of Tomorrow, yes. of course, and then also Suicide. If you check those out. Thank you. So and, who, who's uh, who are you digging these days besides the people on the mixtape? Who else do you, do you dig? Wow. Did I stump you for a second? I'm a stubborn guy, man. I mean, and if I'm listening to music, it's I probably should expand my horizons more. I mean, 
I put on if I put on something to listen to, it's what I've always loved. It's you know, I could say, all right, how about this? The latest band, like most recent that I probably really dealt into heavy was the last one when I'd have to say was Soundgarden. Mm. Yeah, I mean Soundgarden is classic. Bad Motorfinger, all those louder than love. You see, Soundgarden is considered classic. That blows my mind because that's still like new to me. Yeah, but it's like because they're gone now, I guess, and then the grunge movement has moved down. People, are like, it's a part of that. Hey, were they grunge? Nah, <laughs> you know no, what I'm saying. Allison Chains? Nah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying. But everybody, everybody got lumped in there. I mean, Smashing Pumpkins got lumped in there. They're not grunge. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're not. Right, because there's a guitar solo. Yeah, there's a guitar there's, solo. There's a, an actual guitar part. Is Pearl Jam grunge? I don't know. I don't think so. You know, uh, I don't think uh, so. Yeah. So, Adam Hyman, thank you so much for being on the show. You people got to go out and get this indie underworld mixtape. It's out there. It's going fast. Tons of great bands in there. Carmela, Dead Eye Doll, Adam Hyman, of course, David HK, uh, Demon Scar, Creep Scene, Sincere, all these great bands around there. I mean, start top to bottom, just a great compilation, man. Thank you guys for putting it out there and being a part of it. It's fantastic, man. Really dig These it. guys rock. These guys rock, and it's it really is. It's an it's an honor for this one. You know, this one guy to to be part of it. You know, making music on my own. It's a big deal to me, and uh, I, I really, yeah. It's I don't know. It's an honor. I, there's no other way to put it. It's an honor, and, and I, these... I really do. Yeah, uh... I, I mean, it's, it's really cool. And thank you for sending it to us, you guys. And and like you said. The two all guys here, Sean and I, are going to keep pushing independent music. We're going to bring you the best of everything, including all these guys in Indie Underworld Mixtape, and get you guys blasted across the world. We're going to listen to Australia, listening to Italy, listening to Alaska, listening to anywhere in this world, man. Indonesia, Japan. We got them everywhere. And oh I'm sure there's Adam Hyman fans out in Australia. There's some in New Zealand. There's some in Japan. And Brazil. Some in Brazil. There's some in Indo- <laughs> yeah, India. You got people all around the world, and they, and they always hit us up and say, "Man, I love those showcase show bands. They love that showcase show. It's our biggest show. It is our one of our biggest shows because people are have never heard them sometimes, and, and they search you guys out. Hopefully, we're doing you guys a service. <laughs> Hope we're helping you guys I out mean, a little bit. Look, I, I mean, the words I can't even put words to it. I mean, I love you guys. I think you guys do a fantastic job. Thank you. And it's it's just it's so giving of self. I mean, it's you know, I mean. And you guys are legit. I mean, like you actually really sincerely, you know, you, you back it, you back what you're saying in, in what, you know, in your words, mm-hmm. you know, and it's completely sincere and, and that comes across. And at the same time, you have a, like a really a fun time doing it. I mean, it's we a do. Blast. I love it. I love what you guys do. I mean, I, I commend you. I do. Well, we appreciate and, you being um, on the show today. Yeah. Thank you for yeah, coming man. on, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. And thank you guys too. Really. So tell the world where they can find your music at. Give us a little shout out for yourself, man. Where can they okay. find you? <laughs> the uh, the amazing Spotify. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, you know my my music goes out through CD Baby, so it's it's all a matter of uh, where they distribute to. So it's iHeartRadio, Google Play, um, Apple, iTunes, Amazon, um, Amazon. It's it you know basically every every online music platform that's what you get with a cd baby account and i'm very thankful to them too by the way yep um yeah it's uh my music is out there 
on every online music platform there is. And also on and YouTube. Just, you can check him on YouTube and also go and follow and talk to Adam on Twitter, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, one thing I just want to say last is that uh, I really do pride myself on um, helping other artists. Absolutely. It, it's such a good feeling. It's such a good feeling to, to get someone, even if it's just one more follower or, or two more followers mm-hmm. or, you know, just to make a comment like, hey, I listened to your song today, man. And it was awesome. I love the guitar part or, you know, just to really let them know that you listened. And you I think it's just, important in this world we live you didn't in just now. Let it play through your phone. Yeah, you actually, yeah. Like, put headphones on. Yeah. And legit, and you gave it a legitimate listen. Yeah. And I, I know how much I appreciate that. So if I could do that for somebody else, I mean, I know the way it makes me feel. Yeah. You're damn right, I'm going to do it. Yep. And like you know? in today's world, the way it is now and what's going on in the world today, it's important to pay things forward, I think. And you're doing it. We're doing it. Let's all do it. Let's pay it forward. Yes, Let's help sir. each other out in this big community we call the music industry. And just for the yes, love sir. of music, man, we're a bunch of old guys who just love music, man. We'll talk about <laughs> it all day long. We'll talk about every day around the clock. And we'll do our best to get everybody. And, and if we're going for the ride, come along with us. <laughs> That's all we got to say. coming along to the ride. Do you remember that time you had Lonnie on the show? Well, I was bringing it up, too. Lonnie, joke. I was talking to Dead Eye Doll. We're going to have all you guys come out. Many we can and do a nice showcase show out here in Arizona when things clear up. And so when Lonnie's I'm coming by your house, you ready to get out there with your guitar and thumb a ride. That's right. I'm stand on the side of the road holding a guitar. <laughs> and Lonnie says, pick him. He goes, I'll pick him up, man. I'll pick him up right away. <laughs> oh, that was crazy. I love it. <laughs> he'll, he'll do it, man. Lonnie's really cool. He's, he's one of our homeboys now. <laughs> he actually wants to move to Arizona. He said, I'd love to come live in Arizona. Are you serious? Yeah, he loves. He wants to come move out here. Yeah, he took us out to dinner and everything. And we went to dinner. We went, <laughs> took him to see uh, uh, bikinis and bourbon night. <laughs> you know, and, and just one last thing, and I'm sorry. I, Go ahead. Know, we talk about, like, collaborating. Yeah. One thing that I've thrown out there to the guys about, like, doing, like, a hear, like a hearing aid of our own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That'd be awesome. Man, I would love to do that. Well, I, I know that was your inspiration. Whole, it would take a lot of work and time, and, and, and everybody's... You know, heading in different directions and busy and schedules and kids and I also, get it, Listen, you know? listen. All you got to do is put together the drum track first, right, and then mm-hmm. send it to one of them drummers to to play it again. Yep. You know what I mean? And then yeah. Once you get it perfect, and then 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 you just send it back and forth until it's done, like North of Tomorrow Absolutely. does. Absolutely, and yeah, the same thing. North Tomorrow, the same thing. Yeah. I mean, to have like Aaron Scott wail out, you know, Aaron Scott Earthquake do like a solo. And then it jumps in, and then like a ton of caveman could kick in, and David, you know, could do some yep. ripping solo, and the guys just sincere, blah blah blah, right. you know, resid- you know, Rex, you know, residual stuff. I mean, insane to do that. I love that. You got the inspiration, bro. Well, yeah, you get this person. Uh, you just dream it, do it, dream it, and do it. Yeah, exactly. Do it. I might just try to make that happen. As Henry Rollins once said, "Don't think about it, don't dream about it, do it." Yeah, start programming mm-hmm. as soon as you hang up the phone. Yeah, start working as soon as you hang up the phone. <laughs> so once again, so Adam Hyman, thank you so much for being an Old Guys Talk Metal Sometimes Punk podcast. We hail you from Arizona. Thanks for being a brother in music with us. And thank you for just being an all-around great guy. Right? Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the show, guys. Cool, man. Okay, we'll talk right, to you Bobby, soon. Thank on. you again. All right, my friends. Take, Take care now. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye.